Welcome to Whenever Works. Uh, on today's episode, I talk a bit with Gregor from uh, Hoodie and Offline First Movement and uh, Offline Camp. Uh, mostly what we talk about is his upcoming event, Offline Camp. So we were going to talk about Offline Camp. Something about Offline Camp. Offline camp, yeah, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so what we do with this offline camp is it's not a traditional conference. Um, it's, it's a very small event. We will have 30 people max. Um, and pretty much we invite everyone. Um, so there is not that you can just go buy tickets. Um, we, we talk to everyone before um sending out the, the link to buy tickets um and the reason for that is that it's a bar camp or unconference style of an event meaning that there is not a speaker and the rest is listening instead everyone can bring up topics that they would like to discuss and then in the mornings we come together and vote on the suggested topics and make an agenda on the fly and then have like three or four sessions um, with a few discussions in parallel throughout the day on Saturday and Sunday when we discuss these topics. And then afterwards we come back together and then kind of give us summaries of what happened. So mm-hmm. it's a very interactive kind of event and everyone gets to know everyone and it's more intimate than, than like other events. So kind of having or curating a good group of people is, is very important, I think. So that's that's what we do, and that's why we have these little chats, um, especially with people we don't know yet, but you know, as we know you very well, um, you, kind <laughs> of, uh, you kind of have the green card, you can just come. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I was that's... very happy that mm-hmm. you know you signed up yesterday um yeah i was yeah, thinking so, to reaching out but i thought you would be way too busy with a million things that you're doing i'm pretty busy but you know a you know a weekend in the woods in california does sound like a kind of nice relaxing time so it has that going for it i, I, I view it more as a vacation than as a conference in, in a lot of ways yeah Al- we, although it is work still but it's like fun work i don't know <laughs> yeah we you know we call it like a retreat as well um, mm-hmm. it's really meant to be a retreat. There, there will be a lot of time without an agenda, without like a schedule where people can just get to know each other or, you know, just have alone time if they want to. Um, but that's kind of the, really the idea is to have a nice place, have good food, have good people, and then let the magic happen and get out of the way. And it worked out very well in the first offline camp that we did in the Catskill Mountains in, in New York. Um, yeah, the pictures looked great from there. Yeah, it was amazing. It was everything about it was amazing. So, and so what, were, what were some of the highlights for you? Well, the highlights, I think I must really say the very first highlight that's pretty obvious is we had a very nice house. It was, it was just <laughs> mind-blowing. Like We are really lucky. Um, I did a few trips um, with my friend Steve to different places, and eventually we found this, which... You know, it was a little bit beyond our budget, but we went with it anyway. And it was just a wonderful place, like in the middle of the woods. And you would just see the mountains and there was a lake. And so that was a wonderful place. And everyone just got really overwhelmed with it. So that was a good start. 
Oh, wow. Um, that sounds great. And I think other than that is we had, I think, 32 people in the end. And most of them just didn't know each other. So, like, there were many strangers. But in the end, we kind of left all as friends. You know, like, it sounds very mm -hmm. cheesy, but... No, because that, it's such a small group, you really get to know everyone if you want to. Yeah, and, that's how I felt about yeah. the the NodeConf summer camps that we did as well. Yeah. They were they were small, especially when they were smaller. Like yeah. you know, you go out in the woods with somebody, a bunch of people for three days, and you you come away <laughs> all good friends. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I mean, what friendship I think is is that you share experiences together that are not ordinary, you know. And having such an event definitely is a great opportunity to do that. Um, so there was just a lot of fun things, like you know, not only having these discussions, but also being at this nice place. So like, there was a pool, and you would like hang at a fireplace in the evening, and you know. That's so there nice. was a lot of opportunity to just share um, stories beyond just offline first, of course. So yeah, we uh, we pretty much all stick around and, and, and keep talking um, and stay in touch, um, which was pretty much the point of the event. Mm -hmm. Who Who is going to be coming to, to this one that you've already have confirmed? Now you said uh, uh, Nolan Lawson's going to be there. Uh, yeah. Who's, who's ama <laughs> he's, ama he's amazing, so I'm excited to see him. But uh, yeah. who else is going to be out there? Uh, so the first sign-up is Max Atkin. Um Oh, of course, of course. That was, you know, you, that was so cool that Max Hopkins signed up right you, away. You know what? Here's a, here's a great story uh, uh -huh. that I'll tell even before this. So uh, when the Walker Creek Ranch, where we do uh, NodeConf uh, summer camp, and we've, we've done all the camps up there for like almost seven years now, first event I ever did up there was Couch Camp. Um, and in fact, like we were kind of talking about doing this uh, conference like out in the woods or whatever uh, for CouchDB. And the first time that I ever met Max in Portland, he had won like this open data award and me and Jay Chris were hanging out with him and he was really into CouchDB. And so we we're telling him like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. We're going to go out there. And the first person who bought a ticket within like a minute of it going live was Max Ogden <laughs> to the first event ever up at Walker Creek that we did. Uh, and it, yeah, yeah. And he, I think he's gone to every event up there since probably. It's so cool. Okay. Well, that's a good, that's a very good omen then. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so we have uh, John, John Kleinschmidt, which is the main developer on Hospital Run. Um, mm -hmm. And Hospital Run is like an open source software to manage hospitals. Oh, and cool. it's built with like uh, Ember and CouchDB and PouchDB. So it is a really cool project and it is created, you know, by, by this NGO, which is running these hospitals. Um, so it's kind of, you know, not only created as a, like a side project, but actually built out of a necessity. Um, and the last time we had um, the, I think, CIO, you know, from, from Cure.org, the NGO behind it. And now we have John. Um, who is actually the developer. So that will be really cool. Um, from, oh, let me just look through these. There are a few people that I just don't know yet um, very well, which is also nice. Oh, we have, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Jess, Jess Beach. Hmm. Do you know Jess? I don't think so. Um, what, so she, what, what? she's a UI, UX designer at Facebook. 
Um, so that is great. Um, we have my friend here from LA, Machiko Yasuda, who is uh, very involved with different meetups in, in the LA and like the community here and also with maps and maps and offline is a topic that came up a lot in the last event. So we will have more opportunity to talk about that. Um, well, you we, we should reach out to, uh, on Twitter, he's at ENF. Um, he, he does all kinds of like amazing archive work, finding older maps and, and stuff like that. And then he, he's recently actually been going into old newspapers to pull out all the data about how much uh, housing costs and then oh, tracking yeah. housing costs uh, like longer than than San Francisco actually keeps any records of it, and so he was able to show this like this line that was basically uninterrupted by uh, rent control, but basically yeah. completely stable um, if you just look at the numbers of houses uh, being built and uh, and and the rate of employment. Like it, it's great; it's a great visualization that he's done. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Yeah, I will I will reach out to him. Yeah, we have another like maps person here from LA who works for LA Times as well. Um, so that would be interesting if you could make it. And we have a few pending people that are also working with, um, like what was the project that Substack was involved with, you know, like in the Amazonas um, about like creating maps for indigenous people so that they can actually claim their land. Yeah, you know what yeah. project I'm talking about? And I forgot his the name of who's also with this organization. Yeah, it's um, like a rain. It was like a rainforest hack thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've met him before. Um, he's really cool, really nice guy. I think he actually came to one of my like barbecues a while back or something. Like <laughs> uh, Max knows him. So yeah, I mean, Substack itself himself won't won't come, but another guy from the same organization who was behind the project. Um. I tried to get Ferros to come, but yeah, uh, he's I tried, busy. Yeah, I tried him to come as well. Like he was really interested to come the last time and couldn't make it. But yeah, he's helped me. Like he has to focus. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you can get Matthias to fly in. That would be good too. <laughs> Is Matthias working with Max? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we had some Europeans coming the last time, so. But you know, it's it's farther away now. But. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I like it, honestly every time like the the people from Copenhagen come in, like they always end up like renting a car and going off into the woods for a while. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they might actually be really into it. Yeah. You, should, you should reach out to like Matthias and and Thomas Watson and all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also very short term by now, but mm. if they are here anyway, then then yeah, that would be cool. Very cool. Very cool. So what are like some of the technologies that you see people kind of mashing together at the event? I mean, I know PouchDB is well represented. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure that, you know, all the, the new stuff that, that Nolan's working on is represented. Um, and I mean, is it like I noticed at the last one, there were a lot of kind of decentralized web people there as well, which is yeah. inherently offline, but it, it's definitely a, a related topic. It's very related. Like I think the the technical challenges for decentralization and offline are very similar because in the end you have, you need to build apps that have most of the like logic on the clients and then have the kind of the logic for synchronizing data be a separate thing, no matter if it's a central server or if it's peer to peer um, and peer to peer, obviously kind of by design 
I think has to, you know, have a good failover experience if there are no other peers. So yeah. there, is, there is a lot of overlap in that. Um, you know, like the, the thing also with the last event that was interesting is that people, a lot of people came after or like at the end of the event to me and said they were so surprised they didn't open their laptop once during the entire event. So we, it was not very technical, you know, it was really more about higher level problems than it was discussing about specific um, technologies, which, which I found great. Um, and also from our perspective is that, you know, why the technology is where people are more in, most interested in right now. Um, I don't think that this is actually the biggest challenge that we have. Um, because why this is super interesting to figure out how to make applications or bigger systems um, take offline first into account. I think the really big challenge is user experience, um, at least from the work that I did in the past years, uh, because you know, like in the end, technology becomes invisible to the user, ideally if it's done well, but how you explain to a user that an app works offline and how you explain to a user that you know, they are currently disconnected and that there are changes locally that have not yet been synchronized or that you are signed in, but your session towards the server has been invalidated. And there are like all these new states that we do not have any design language for yet and no conventions we can build up on. It's actually pretty, very interesting problem that we didn't explore much yet. Yeah, and it, it is the same with peer-to-peer with -peer as well, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of the same stuff. Like, like just the, this app roll call that we're using, it's like, there, there is no state where, you know, you are completely connected to everyone in the call. Like people can show up late, people can pull off. Like you really don't know. They're, they're the only state that you have is the people that you're connected to right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have all these decentralized problems. Like, you know, when you communicate into the network and you push data into the network, like how do people know who came it from, like who it came from? You can't authenticate to a server and then have the server say, oh, this is that person. <laughs> like there's oh, no central yeah. authority, right? So you've got to, you basically have to sign everything in order to make sure that it, it is that person. And then you have to have everybody have an ID that's a public key. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's new actually. That's, that makes it even more complex. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm really interested in this, this intersection, though, where, like, you know, I, I have a history with, with CouchDB, obviously, so yeah. I've thought about off offline apps for a while. Um, but really, just in the last year, I've started to think more about applications that are not not offline or online, but just resilient, um, that they can, they can handle hiccups in the network, losses of connectivity, losses of connectivity to different parts of the world, stuff like that. Because as I travel around and, and go to all these different countries, you know, I'm I'm rarely in a completely offline or online state. I'm in various yeah. states of connectivity. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, and and there's just all of this gradation, right? And um, I think that there's like a lot that we can do with with offline first technologies and with with peer-to-peer -peer as well. You know, like if you're inside of a swarm and one person has more access to the global internet than another one, or even just better access, they can become a relay point for people that are closer to them, right? Yeah. And there was some, you know, critique about the name um, because I agree with everything you're saying and that like offline first is 
is it really not only about when you're disconnected at all, but it brings all these benefits no matter your connectivity. You know, and many people kind of say that really the biggest benefit is is the speed um, of or like the responsiveness of applications, and it's not really represented in the names. But you know, I mean, at some point we had NoSQL and names get out there, and if you like them or not, um, it's just <laughs> right. you, know, <laughs> you, you can't take them back. It's it's not even worth it, I think. Um, but yeah, we, we, we had a lot of these discussions where people say, why do you call it offline Paris? Yeah. Well, I, I think for offline camp, it works though, because then you, you have an excuse to just not have internet for a little <laughs> while or, and then it also just gives you, it gives you the sense of unplugging a little bit too for the retreat. So that's, yeah, that's exactly. always nice. Yeah. I mean, for the event, it's perfect. I think like offline camp is just something I think we will keep doing, you know. Uh, I mean, really, the, the 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 reason why we started offline camp, maybe to give you some more background, is that there was no event dedicated to offline first um, oh, wow. until we created one. There were a lot of different talks at meetups and conferences, but they were always, you know, like just one talk at, at a different kind of event. So we thought, like, it's time that we, you know, bring people together and build an event around offline first itself. And we thought, like, making a camp would make sense to kind of build an initial small movement. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, when communities are early and they're small and you're still working all the stuff out, it's, it's really like not that great to have talks. It's, it's much better to have discussions and yeah. conference formats because like a, a talk is when you've figured something out where you're like kind of already there enough and, and then people can kind of build on top of that. But I feel like with a lot of this stuff, we're still in the very, very early stages. Like all <laughs> of these are just ideas that we need to iterate on and change and, and yeah. And the sense, I think we, you know, we, we we learn a lot. I mean, what what NoteCamp did is was very similar, right? And I think it's what I'm looking forward for you uh, to be there as well because you have so much experience in community building, and that's exactly our overarching goal here. So I would definitely like to you know talk more about this and and get a better understanding of how we. Um, you know, can can take advantage of the people we meet there and how we can engage them more. And what was what was really cool um, from the last event is that nearly for every session that we did during these discussions, someone volunteered to write a summary. And we have like all these blog posts now on like Medium, and they were all created by attendees. Like nearly everyone in the end contributed something to the community, which was a uh, you know, like a big success, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, read a couple of those. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. So like, if we keep, you know, continue doing that, then I think we are, we are on a good path. That's really awesome. Um, so tell me about this, this venue that you've got in California, actually. This, it's a giant house? It's a ranch. Um, it's a giant ranch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I went there... Um, when after arriving here in LA, that was the first thing I did over the weekend and I took my wife and we took a few extra days. Um, and it's in Santa Margarita or close to Santa Margarita, which is in between San Francisco and LA pretty much in the middle. Um, it's very, very remote and there is nothing around there. Um, so you cannot leave, you're kind of stuck with us, <laughs> which is also good. That's good. Yeah, That's good. exactly. Um, <laughs> it's a lock-in. <laughs> it's a, it's a lock-in, but it is. It has so much space that you, you know, 
if someone wants to be by themselves for some time, <laughs> it will be very easy to just get out and, and, and find like a silent place. Um, yeah, so that's like, there's like a main ranch building um, and then they kept building more houses. So I think there are like four houses there now. Um, and you know, so the people, they will be like spread around these houses. So uh, like always like two or three people sleeping in one room um like wow yeah that's, that's gonna be fun it's going to be really fun yeah and there's also i mean there's a pool and then like a like a pool house next to it with a bar and on top is a yoga room I, and, yeah I, I saw that there was a sponsorship for the yoga the, the yeah yeah there. we have so that worked out and there is um i think her name is mary lou leonard not jan leonard but it's different um so they're not <laughs> Uh, related, but Marilou does yoga for engineers. So, and Marilou, oh, cool. yeah, so she will come and I mean, so it's kind of funny as well, but there will be, you know, if someone wants to do yoga in the morning, we have this room and yoga mats and we have like a professional instructor who also knows how engineers work all day and give us tips for exercises that we could do to improve our health. <laughs> so that would be nice. Um, just like a nice bonus for the retreat feeling of this event. That's cool. So you, you, it mentions on there that there's food catering. Are mm -hmm. there going to be any meals that like you kind of just make on site or anything? Because I just love cooking food with people. So uh, that, that would be exciting. Well, we could, we could probably arrange for that, but we have full catering. Um, so, but I, cool. I think usually it works like this, that the caterer maybe comes once or twice. You know, so like probably like serves like one meal that is ready right away. We can eat and then kind of brings other things that we have to heat up or something. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but I don't know, like if you want to cook, you know, we probably can arrange for that. Um, that'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. Like me and me and a few people can throw together some dishes. I'm sure that like Max will obsess about one, like one dish at a time and get really good at it usually. So maybe Max wants to do something too. I can make it. It'll be fun. Yeah. I have to see it regarding for the time. Um, I think for, yeah, I have to see our schedule. I think probably on Sunday evening we could do something. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other questions more about like logistics or, um, I mean, everybody's got to get there on their own, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we okay. we cannot really help much with that. Um, we try to connect people as good as we can, and like try them to do uh, like share, you know, cars to get. Yeah, I'll there. be driving down from San Francisco, so if anybody's planning to go from San Francisco, <laughs> should hit me up. Yeah, we have a few people yeah. coming from there. Um, that's good to know. Yeah, and also uh, you can join, you know, of course, everyone has a Slack room these days. We have a Slack room as well um, that you can join on offlinefirst.org slash chat. Um, and then in there is a, there is a Slack channel called camp. And in this camp Slack channel, there are, like the team is there and our attendees are there. So that's the best place to kind of organize how to get there, I think. Cool. I'll have to get on that. I mean, I'm already on too many fucking slacks, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll do another one. Yeah. Another fucking slack. Yeah, I just limit myself to nine slacks because 
because of the hotkeys one to nine. So whenever <laughs> I want to join a tenth Slack, I have to leave another one. So that's my. That's it's my good to have constraints. That, it's a yeah. good to be constrained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to constrain myself because otherwise, you know. But yeah, um, cool. Yeah, so after I think after you get the ticket, we will send you like an email with a few more questions regarding food restrictions and so on. Cool. Um, and man, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to meet you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Well, this was a great talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hope people listen to it and get excited about uh, yeah. camp. It'll be fun. Cool. All right. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing this. I'm looking forward no to to hear to hear the recording and see how that went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it takes a little bit of editing, but then it's then it's up. All right. That's awesome. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. I keep iterating on roll call to get to the point where I don't have to do any editing, but it's just not there yet. Uh, mainly because web standards are a little bit behind on a couple of the features that I need. So, <laughs> is this like just a side project that you want to do for like your own podcast, or do you like do you have like plans to actually use it for like a, something that you want to? the business around or business with or so not so roll call itself will always be an open source free thing um like one of the goals is that it is just entirely peer-to-peer and that it requires little to no infrastructure so you know you want to kind of keep it free and just keep people contributing to it and i'm excited to do an open source project that's more of like a product, like a user-facing thing. That's interesting to me. Um, mm, yeah. um, I'm definitely using a lot of the podcast recording features. And that's that's some of the stuff that I can dog food really early that I know a lot of people that uh, have wanted to see for a while. So it was a good kind of feature to add early on to get people excited. But one of the more longer-term visions is, is getting into the point where it's more resilient to hostile networks and things like that. So it can actually provide you a communication channel with people um, that are having a harder time like getting connectivity and things like that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of stuff in the underlying swarm technology where you can actually build out swarm networks that um, you know could relay between peers and things like that. So uh, sounds great. Yeah. 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 All right. Good talking to you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great talking with you too. All right, awesome. Bye.